Welcome to Coins in the Herd, Season 1, Episode 31. I'm Mark. I'm joined by Bonesy, Rav and Jay. It's time to talk about something positive. There's a win. Is it, I don't know when the last time we won a football match was. It was quite a while ago, wasn't it? It was ages. I can't even remember. Yeah, it was, like was it C or was it Chelsea? It might be Chelsea. It was Chelsea. Yeah, it might be Chelsea. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, a win. Which is um, which is nice for a fucking change. We didn't do one last week because it just felt a bit bleak after everything that's been going on with Conte and Paratici and some of the performances. And after Everton, I don't think there was much of an appetite to talk about. There was a bit of Spurs fatigue last week, wasn't there, Rev? Yeah, I mean, we weren't we weren't really going to say anything that we hadn't already said before. Really, I think. Uh... We're in some weird, like, state of stagnation where it's it's, it's just always like Stellini is basically Conte again, but he isn't Conte, and we're just sort of like stumbling over the next couple of fixtures, which is boring. But all all the problems we have are still there until the summer, I think. So if we capture the previous week in thirty seconds, it's basically Stellini played the same tactics as Conte against Everton. It was shit, and we looked crap against 10 men Everton and they kind of quite easily got a point out of the game we should have ended. Rev, you called it one all. Was that what I you did. said, Rev? Well, there's, there's no prizes, unfortunately, for, <laughs> for these predictions, but Damn it. a pat on the back where, you know, it's better fuck all. <laughs> um, yeah, Brighton. Going into this game, I wasn't too optimistic, to be honest. Uh, they're playing really well at the moment. They're on a good run of form. Uh, they're playing good football. But somehow we managed to turn them over. Bonesy. Yes. He's back from his long slumber. He's just woken up from his slumber from two weeks ago. <laughs> how did you feel about the Brighton game? Did you Was you impressed by how we played? Or did we just fucking absolutely blag the VAR Duke guys? Because it seemed like we got away with quite a bit. I mean, I, I, I didn't see the, the whole game. I, I managed to catch some extended highlights, um, saw a few bits and pieces. Um, I think we were probably fortunate, but I think our style of play leads to leads to that at times. Um, with regards to VAR, I've had a look at the highlights and replays of it. I think the two that they had chalked off, I think they're ones, I think they're both hand balls. Do you know what I mean? So I think the, I think the penalty we got away with, and I think the accumulation of them three decisions has made it seem like VAR was totally against Brighton, but, I don't know whether you guys have seen the the two hand balls. Well, well, it's I, like I, I think we'll get to we'll get to the the VAR decisions. I just wanted to pull a bit of focus on our performance. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not sure if who, anyone watched it because obviously it was a three o'clock kickoff. Um, but for, for for what you have seen, like, were you impressed? Jay, was you impressed by the performance in that game, or is it more of just the same, just sitting back and open for for breaks on the counter attack? I think uh, impressed is not the word, but we needed to get a result, and it doesn't matter how it came, it came. But we did invite a lot of undue pressure onto ourselves. Um, and on another day, we've had a horrendous season of shocking decisions to go against us. So I'm not too fussed that we had some decisions go for us. But yeah, it went a good performance by any stretch of the imagination, but we got the result. So good times. On to the next one. Yeah, I don't think we Fuck could be Zerby, too... Fuck Brighton. Yeah, I don't think we can be too unhappy considering the amount of injuries we've got. The fact that we've got no manager. Well, we've got someone yeah. in charge of us who is <laughs> is a manager of sorts, but he's not. You know, he's not. I don't. I've, I don't know his history. Do you know, what, Rev? What do you know about Stellini other than the fact the fact that he was done for match fixing? What's his history? Pretty much, I think that's it. He. Uh... He teared up the other day because he said he led a team of refugees and asylum seekers in the third tier or something. Uh, and I think he's just followed Conte ever since. He's basically always been Conte's number two, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he can wheel a few out of fucking wire lane. Might, might stop winning some fucking football matches. <laughs> yeah. Go and get him off Suella, man. Don't send him to Rwanda. Send him down to Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Political. So, yeah. Son got his uh, uh, his 100th goal in, uh, in style. That was pretty cool to see. Um, classic Son outside of the box. Take a, take a yard and smash in the top corner. I don't remember him doing too much else in that game, though. Um, it's, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to break down the performances of Spurs at the moment because it is very one-dimensional the way we play. Even when we start to press, there's... You think, oh, wicked! We're everyone's moving forward. The, the whole team shifted up the pitch 10, 15 yards, but then we get the ball, and then we don't know how to keep it. It was very similar to how it was under Mourinho, where we, because we're not used to playing with the with the ball high up the pitch under pressure, we don't know how to keep hold of it. Um, so I don't really know what happens if we bring a manager in who's going to like with a different idea, like. All the talks about Nagelsmann and obviously there was massive, uh, massive chance for Pochettino in that game against Brighton. But I don't know what Pochettino does with that team, man. Like, you look at it and you think, can like, what's what's he doing with that, man? Can I ask you a lot of serious question? And this might be going off topic, but it's relevant. Everyone's got a massive loving with Poch, right? And Poch coming back. In the current climate of bringing back uh, Lampard and Hodgson and Warnock, would you not take Redknapp for 10 games? And see how that goes. How old I is that cunt now, man? How old is he? But how old is Hudson? How old is Warnock? I'm not so- And <laughs> Warnock's been doing bits. Hudson's won three back to back and they've scored seven goals. They haven't scored that many goals in the last nine games under yeah, the year. Redknapp's been out of the game for about 10 years, man. But either or, this is my point. Everyone's romanticizing about Poch that he's going to come back and he's gonna, we're going to slip back into the best team in the world. Of course I'm we are. Because, like you just said, we've got a shit team that doesn't know how to play football anymore. So why so don't I run up and say, just fucking run around a bit. Get Joe Jordan in, <laughs> get Kevin Bond in, get them all back. So my answer to your question is no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. But I'm glad, I'm, I'm interested to hear what everyone else has got to say on that one. Uh, I'd, I'd be up for it. I just for the, for the last like eight games or whatever's left, just 
it's different. At least it's different from basically having Conte here without having Conte. Like I just think he he might get some confidence in the players. We might like be able to pass it around a bit more, and he'll put an arm around the shoulder. Maybe like that's what Larice and Dyer and Hoiberg need, isn't it? Still a bit, little bit of love. They don't need uh-huh. tactics. You, you know, back it. You, you guys have lost it. your fucking minds, man. You guys have no, lost your bad. minds. I didn't say I want that. I didn't say I want that. I'm just asking. I'm fighting the question. Ravi wants it. Of, I want it. Bring it up all I'm, the old I'm men. Really Why not? And this is the most Ravi smiled in about fucking six months. I just want the good times, man. People are romanticising about Poch. Why not romanticise? Bring Yol back. I'd bring Yol back. Bonesy, what, what are you saying about Redknapp? Nah. Why not not for me. <laughs> nah, not for me. Expand on that, Bonesy. Why not? He's, it's, yeah, like you said, he's been out of the fucking game for God knows how long. I, I think that the game has massively, massively moved on tactically and technically from when um, Red Knapp was managing and I, I think if he came in I think we'd get fucking torn a new one <laughs> but you know what would be funny yeah? it, it, everyone I think everyone would get behind it maybe for a game if we if we win a game or something like that and everyone would be buzzing about Red Knapp but as soon as we lost they'd be like well you know he don't pay the Levy don't pay the wages you don't get the players in you don't get, you don't get the proper players in here and it'd be all that, shit would, start, that. All that shit would start I coming think, out again and you'd think fuck this dickhead I dick think head. my point has been lost fuck off back my to sandbags my point has been lost here right this is my point. So when Poch comes back and we lose that first game, because no one knows how to play football anymore, the people he probably wanted to move on after the painful rebuild are the only cunt still left there. <laughs> then what happens? Then what happens? Then where That's, do we go? That is why I've always said, no, nah, we don't get Poch back in. It's not Agreed. so much. It's Agreed. not for... It's not for it's not because I don't want him there. I don't yeah. want him with the current state that we're in to have yes. his memory sullied. Correct. Where yeah. he has, he's not able to, he's not being given the tools in order to do his job. And that's what fucked up last time. We got to yeah. a point, please buy me some new tools, some better tools. Now, nah, nah. fuck off. You can, you can go. Yeah. Put some gaffer tape on it. Uh, and like, uh, the stuff Mark was saying that we're bad at, like earlier, we've, on the ball, like pressing, Dyer's not going to suddenly be good at that now. Like, <laughs> and Hoiberg's not going to suddenly, like, I lo- I do love Hoiberg, but he shouldn't be starting for us because he can't keep the ball. Uh, and he looks a bit knackered, to be fair. But yeah, these players aren't going to suddenly be able to high press and all that shit. So uh, yeah, it's just going to be going in circles again, isn't it? Really? Well, I'm going to move this conversation on swiftly because I think it's. I don't even know how we've got to this point. Um, <laughs> so Martin Yowie, is that is he, is he even managing anymore? Is he still alive? He doesn't look well, but he's alive. Is he younger or older than Harry Redknapp? I'd say he's younger, isn't it? I would say he's younger, yeah. but he doesn't look much better. Redknapp's 76 and Yo is... Oh, fucking hell, Stat, man. That was quick. I already had Redknapp up. What's that little beeping uh, noise? 67. Yo is 67, but he does not look well in these photos. Who's got a pager? <laughs> Everybody's got a pager. When they see 316, then I'm coming. Uh, so, yeah, going back to Brighton, VAR, we can we can, we can can look at that now. I think, obviously, Bonesy highlighted on that. So, the first one, which was uh, Matoma's disallowed goal, 
I listened to a podcast earlier, a Spurs podcast, uh, and they were like, yeah, that was that. he chested it. I looked at it, and I was like, that's a handball. He, right, so, I if you watch the full motion, when they, um, you watch it, and then they slow it down, and they do it like sort of frame by frame, like frame by frame. And when they freeze it where it's hitting his arm, you think, oh, maybe not. But the, the way his arm is, because he chests the ball after it hits him. He, there's a second contact on his actual chest. And the only way that happens is if his arm's round and he's used that to put it in the direction in order for him to chest the ball down. It's sort of like a double tap. It hits like the top of his arm and then off his chest into his path and he scores. So, yes, it's Sam Ball. I don't know how anyone saw it other than that, to be honest. Like, if a defender did that in a box, you'd be given a penalty for it, wouldn't you? All day long. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think some of the commentators said that. Um, but, yeah, it was... when I can understand when you freeze the frame and you go, oh, well, it's his sleeve and... The, you can see the sleeve and the badge. But then the way the ball moves... Off what's what's, your, cut, what's your cut-off point for a penalty uh, for a handball? Then, well, literally, what is the cut-off point? Where, what, where on the arm is allowed? Is it shoulder? Well, at one point it was the sleeve, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what if you were in long sleeves? <laughs> it was like the the top of the sleeve, like your short sleeve shirt, where the badge is, and it was like, mm. but, um, yeah. For me, that's handball. He's used to his arm to control the ball and the fact that it comes off his chest, like the second contact comes off his chest after there's only one way that can happen. And that's by him controlling the ball with his arms. So the ball moves in that motion off his chest. Yeah. For me, that was a stonewall handball. The second one uh, for Danny Welbeck's goal. See, I thought that was, I thought that was unfortunate. I thought, I think we got away with one there because he's, it looks like his arms there, but it looks like it's come off his hip, not his arm. It's under his arm. If you look at it, it's like kind of kind of the side of him. Where his arms stop the motion of the ball from, from you know, because it it takes a it, it takes a deflection and goes underneath Lloris, doesn't it? So mm. yeah, it's, they, they didn't have good angles on that one, but I thought that was harsh. But to the letter of the law, if it touches the arm, I guess that's it, isn't it? So I suppose yeah. I suppose that one's the, is debatable um, at best. I think. See, I, I think on. Sorry, Rev. On that Go one, on. I think um, I think it does hit his thigh, but then I think after it hits his thigh, it hits his hand, and that's what makes the ball go travel downwards. After I didn't get too many looks at it, but it looked like Wellback strikes it. It hits his thigh, and then his hand it flicks off his hand, and that takes the motion downwards, which makes it go underneath Larice. Danny Wellback. Wellback. <laughs> Will back, Will back, Rev. What do you reckon? What you what you saying? I, I mean, I did. I thought it was a handball. It was quite harsh, but I think it was one. Um, but I, I just wanted to highlight that Larice, like, why is Larice not saving that? Like, why does he go under him? Do you know what I mean? Do, or am I being harsh? Well, like, I, I think if, I think it, cha- it changes the trajectory of the ball. So had it not connected with the, the I think Luke highlighted that the ball went down after the after the connection so if it goes down Larice has already made his dive anticipating where the ball's going um, yeah. and it's he's missed the trajectory of the ball based on the deflection so yeah I don't think that is harsh to be honest 
sorry, I don't think that. Sorry, I do, I do think that's harsh that you yeah, you, yeah, you call him you call him out on that. What about the uh, the penalty when uh, Hoiberg stamped on Matoma's foot? Jay, is that a pen? Yeah, all day long, man. He stood on that's, his foot. That's a pen, isn't it? Yeah, but so that, that pen and that uh, the, the all of it, right? So the Matoma handball was a handball. The Welbeck one was a handball because the flexor changed the trajectory of the ball, and Matoma's standing on his foot. It's unfortunate, but we've been fucked by many things this season. Never mind the history, but this season. So all this six or one and a half a dozen, the other all, it all evens out. All that stuff. We just happened to get it all today against Brighton. So sorry, Brighton. Unlucky. So we're not going to get any more then. Nah, no, nah, definitely not. But Deserby came with some bad energy, and he got his comeuppance. Why was he so pissed off? Did Stellini call him a dickhead before the game? I think didn't he? No, Stellini was well respectful, but Deserby said that he he deserves more respect. And I don't. I, I'm I think not what, really sure what came of it. I think what he he said didn't he? he I don't think he was disrespectful, and it might have been taken. There might have been the language, and it was taken out of context. But I think that he They're both said Italian that, man. They should understand the context. But they yeah. they, were, they were speaking English. Um, Why? Why are they I doing think, that? To get to get paid the Sky money, the BT money, um, fucking England now. But um, I think what he said is that, um, and again, it might have been taken out of context, was that a lot of the work that he's doing, Graham Potter's got to take a lot of credit for that yeah. because obviously he was there for years and he put that plan into place. And I think that's what riled him up. That's what pissed him oh, off. Basically, so... he's. He said, Potter is the man that's, that got this team going, like not you, and that's the way he's taken it. So what you're saying is that he's got the Martinez effect. I was to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, 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 for, just for context and clarity for anyone <laughs> listening who doesn't know what that is, Bonesy, explain the Martinez effect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so years ago, when Everton were under David Moyes and they were solid and... They used to grind out results and eventually he went to Man U and they got um, Martinez in who played his lovely football. All the pundits, all the fans, all the Everton fans, they were raving about him, saying, oh, he's like, he was like the new Messiah, weren't he? And I said, oh, it's the Martinez effect, right? <laughs> Where you've gone from a manager who's played a certain style of football and all the players are used to that rigid defensive that style of football dogged style of football and then you sprinkle someone with more forward progressive footballing ideas and for a period of time it works and it looks beautiful but then over time as those forward thinking footballing ideas take over you lose that essence of what Moyes had put in place and you just see what happened to Everton like you saw what happened to Wigan they play great football, but they're shit. <laughs> Did you not just put it down to the fact they sold Fellaini to Man United and they couldn't get last-minute headers anymore? Hmm. No, because I think um, Moyes had... Um, without Fellaini, Moyes still would have ground out results. He's that sort of manager. I back the Martinez uh, theory anyway, Bonesy. I've always backed that. And it's been applied. That logic has been applied many times since then. And you've been proven to be right quite a few times, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Isn't it, Joe? you got to back him on that. It has been proven 100. to be right. So, so we, we still call it the Martinez effect on many occasions. It comes up in different topics as well. It's not just it's not just 
It's not just for football. It could be anything. Work related. Yeah, it's life yeah. related. Relationship you related. Can, you can bask on the glory of another man's work. Yeah. But it will, you will come unstuck. Um, Noble mentions Rav. Was there any particular performance in that game um, other than the obvious ones, Son and Kane scoring? VAR. Impressed by anybody? Yeah, apart from apart from Gary yeah. Mabbott, Gary Mabbott on VAR. VAR was great. Yeah, um, I thought Kuni looked a bit better from what I saw. Um, he's not looked fit, but I think he looks like he's coming back to to where he is. But uh, Dan Juma as well. I think he uh, little cameo. Did he get? Yeah, little cameo. Did he get the assist or or press to get the ball the back? Or yeah, he, he did some running. But he did. He we did have, do some. He did do some good. Good pressing. To be fair, he put himself about, and he and you know that was kind of energy that we needed in that point in the game because, yeah, it looked, it looked like Brighton towards the end were kind of kind of starting just to they kind of abandoned their their nice passing, high intensity football just to smash it right up the pitch and try and land on somebody's head, um, win some corners. Yeah. That was kind of how they went for the last five or ten minutes. I mean, so it was good to have someone on doing putting the putting the yards in. If Mora wasn't suspended, it would have been him, and I don't think he would have done any of that, like, coherently. So, yeah, I've got to big him up. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I, we didn't get to hate on Mora last week because obviously he got sent off like as soon as he came on the pitch. Um, what do you reckon? Do you reckon that's the last time, last we're going to see of him now? Or do you reckon he's going to rear his head again against Bournemouth nah, at the weekend? As soon as he's back from his suspension, I don't know if it's three or one game, but he's coming. But straight red. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, that's three, yeah. Isn't it? That's a three. That's a three match ban, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, whenever he's back, be on. Maybe back on. Sorry, Jay. Was it a straight red? Yeah. Yeah. That ref couldn't wait to fucking balance the books in that game, man. He couldn't wait. I to. Mean, I mean, the Corey sending off was a sending off. Um, I, I suppose we could we could cover that quickly. You know, about you know, I think you mentioned that, Ravi. You wanted to talk about the the Corey sending off and the and the yeah. and the hate from all angles of the media that Harry Kane's received on the back of it. You want to have a little piece on that? Yeah. Well, like um, every pundit and his dog has come out and said Harry Kane's a disgrace for going down that easy. And if he didn't, I feel like he probably wouldn't have got the red, which is a valid red because he's literally clawed his eyes out. Um, but like even after we beaten Brighton uh, yesterday, I think it was, they asked him about it. They were like, "Why did you, um, why did you go down so easily?" And and he was just like, "Look, in the moment, I just did what I did, had to do to help the team." And I'm just like, "Has any other player been sort of put under that sort of microscope for getting like red, give it, get other players getting reds against him and stuff?" I'm not, I don't. Even like Rooney and other England captains, I've never really seen anything like that, where they're just continually just calling him a cheat and a disgrace. And then on the Arsenal game, Martinelli and Jesus were fucking falling over when no one touches them. Even someone was going over. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's my point. Like, what? What? Why is Kane getting all this heat? Like, it makes no sense to me. I mean, one player, yeah, in the Premier League in any era in any era of the Premier League that doesn't go down there. But, correct, right? Oh, but, but more yeah. importantly, that uh, go back to the, what was it, the Battle of the Bridge, when um, Dembele put his hands across Costa, and it was the same, it was an eye game, drives a scrape of the face, whatever you want to call it. 
He got an eight, eight game ban, or he got a couple of games ban. Yeah. And it, no one's focusing on Decore being a, doing a day, right? So let's forget how Kane went down. Decore did day. But no, yeah. that's, that's irrelevant. The agenda mm-hmm. is why did Harry Kane go down? And you've seen a hell of a lot of more players that have gone down for a hell of a lot more, for a hell of a lot less yeah. than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, talk, you mentioned Martinelli. What about last season when Emerson caught him minimally at the Emirates and he's gone down holding his ankle, fucking throwing himself around to highlight the issue when no one really noticed it initially? And that was a lot less context. I mean, this geezer has lashed out and fucking whacked him in the face. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You can see when Harry got up, he was a bit fucking flustered. He caught him. Yeah. He must have caught him right on the end of the fucking schnoz because all his eyes and his nose looked all puffed up and red. Hmm. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like you had that. Who's their their fucking little shit? Who, no, not it. Yeah, he's a geezer. Oh, Coleman. Coleman, he's standing over yeah, him like a cunt. Yeah. yeah, why is he? Why is he? I don't understand why he's gone down for so long. And this and he's like, oh fuck off. And so someone what, actually what showed. He... Go on, sorry, Joe. Sorry, someone actually showed that there was a clip of that game where. Um, oh Coleman, yeah. When he starts he's fucking gone o- play it, he's gone over someone. He's gone penalty, over someone. It was a penalty. For... He yeah, wanted a penalty. Over... Yeah. And it was when he goes over, it's okay. But if anyone else goes over, no, it's the yeah. end of the world. <laughs> Even even Daesh was like, oh yeah, he might have broke his eyelash or something. Like, I, I think it's the, the agenda is clear. It is really bad because. So like, what I is what sorry, you were the other day. sorry, just what you were saying that the agenda is clear. What what is the agenda? What 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 is what is this media kind of like direct? Harry Kane plays for Tottenham it, That's it. It's not just it's not just Harry Kane. It's he gets targeted quite a lot. Uh, you know, when anything happens, if he dives or, you know, if he's, if he's said to be diving, you know, all players kind of in them positions do it. But there is, there is an agenda, especially with Sky this season. And I suppose I haven't been good this season, so they're going to get, they're going to get targeted. But you know how like Arsenal have always been the ones that, especially in the last like five or six years since Wenger left, and even before Wenger left, because they were shy, they was kind of targeted by the media, kind of dicked out constantly you know cowards spineless all them all them old fucking kind of things they'd, they'd be throwing out there and now because arsenal are doing good to see even last year bottlers arsenal bottlers and, and then they're digging no, them out called them bottlers. They, they did last season when they missed out in champions league they did massively did but this year like we seem to be getting a lot of that kind of thrown at us do you not do you not, do you not think well uh, I think we always get it thrown at us. And I don't think no one else does the way we get it thrown at us. I actually made the point to a guy at work the other day. He said to me about Haaland or Kane. It's, so bear with me, right? And I was like, Kane, when I said Haaland is killing it this year, but when he gets to seven, eight, nine seasons consecutively, 30 goals a year, club goal scorer, national goal scorer, then we'll see Wagwan. Now no, you're talking shit. Okay, let's talk about uh, Alan Shearer, right? Alan Shearer's got one Premier League trophy. But no one talks yeah. about him being shit for England. No one talks about all the uh, finals that he bottled for Newcastle. But so there's an agenda here. And the agenda against Harry Kane right now is because he plays for Spurs. If Harry Kane's wearing a Man City shirt or a Man United shirt, it'd be Jokore's a cunt, get him out of the Premier League. The fucking foreigners, they're killing it. Oh, God, no problems, problems. I don't think anyone's calling anyone else bottlers or anyone else anything the way they talk about 
us and how we move and how our players are moving. My rant over. Big words. Big words. Emotional words. From the heart. I can't, I can't say True. I disagree. Like, it, it does. It just feels like. But do again, we just sound I mean, like butthurt little scousers talking like that? I, no. I, 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 I try. I try and like see if that's the case, but I don't think so because we were talking about it the other day, Mark, about Lasagna Gate, where if any other club had food poisoning on the last day of the season, they would make some sort of concession. They wouldn't make us fucking play with like players shitting themselves on the pitch. Like I just. I just don't understand how that can be allowed if, if for sporting integrity. Like, Harry Kane's a cheat against sporting integrity and fucking honour and all that shit. But we have to play a game with half our team out. Like, there's loads of examples like that that it only seems to hit us. Like, the Chelsea in the Champions League. Loads of I mean, ghost goals against us. Like, I don't know. I, I, I really do. I agree with Jay. I think, I think Do you is. think there's a bit of anti-Semitism going on? <laughs> I don't know about that. I'd, it's widespread yeah, throughout the Premier League. Oh, I couldn't say. Sorry, I don't agree with the Gate. I think that was just last day of the season. That was unlucky. That was we got fucked, but that was unlucky. But there is an agenda. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll back that because you have, you have a look. Uh, um, even going back. Um, to the time Gareth Bale was with us and he was doing, he, he sort of started that, didn't he? And like Harry Kane's copied in a way what Bale done, waits for the contact or looks to get contact to go down. And I remember back when Bale was doing it, he was getting fucking booked and free kicks given against him for diving. But the same weekend, a player at a different club would go down and it'd be like, no, no, that's, that's all right. But, yeah, it did seem like Bow was targeted, and I think it was in the, like the last sort of season that he was with us. He was targeted that he was a cheat. He was going down, even though some of the some of the bookings that he received and the free kicks against, it's like he's been this contact there. He's been taken out. He what? Like, he's won the foul or he's played for it, but any other club that's oh that's great forward play do you know what I mean he's seen the contact coming in and he's he's yeah. ridden it and he's won his he's won his team a penalty or a free kick especially like when players like Mo Salah do it but yeah it seems like when it comes to us we, we, we can't do the dark arts because yes. but then if we yeah. don't do the dark arts we're pussy holes and we ain't got no spine and we're, we've got no yeah. bollocks yeah. I remember I think that bail season did we not we didn't get a penalty at all the whole season I swear didn't that happen Something like that. There was a season we didn't get a penalty. Yeah. Season there was. It was. I think it was. I think it was Gareth Bale. That it was like. Yeah, he just never got one because there was, was. There was a period where Kane, if he went down the box, the referees were just like, "Get up." Hmm. There was a yeah. period when it went when it went like that. Yeah, I just, I just think the way people talk about us, I, I think we are the soft Tottenham lads. It's Tottenham thing. I think that plays a part as well. I think. That we, we have that reputation, the way Chiellini and stuff talk about us, it's fucking maybe that's it as well. Maybe we just have to, we have to sh- like shift that. Shift do, that do, you know, do you know what? We wouldn't, we, we started to, we would have shifted that by now if Levy would have, would have, <laughs> if Levy would have backed his managers, right? For, forget Poch, I'm talking from since Poch has gone, if he'd have backed. 
Mourinho, even though I didn't like Mourinho's style of play, or Conte and got him them the players that they wanted, them dirty, horrible fucking, do you know what I mean? Them sort of players, then that reputation from us would be no more. The reason that we're being seen to be fucking crying and moaning like some fucking little bitches about it now is because we didn't get backed and we've been massively fucking exposed because we're not good enough to play that style of football because we haven't got the fucking players for it. There's a lot of ranting going on today, isn't there? From all quarters. Each each corner of my screen is just full of... Full That's of, what happens when you have two weeks off, isn't it? Full of venom, Massive yeah. Massive off their chest. Um... So we're approaching the the end of the first half. I think Bonesy's touched on something that kind of segues us nicely into the second half, which was we're going to ask the question of who the fuck is Scott Munn and why the fuck is he here? Um, so, yeah, let's... let's Scotty let's doesn't get... know. Sorry? Scotty doesn't know. Scotty done know, isn't it? Scotty done know. So, yeah, we'll look at that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the manager merry-go-round who we, we're feeling, our, how our feelings have changed since a couple of weeks ago when we spoke about it, who's available still, um, who's kind of distanced themselves. Um, and then obviously we've got to talk about the next game against Bournemouth, which is at home, I believe. Is it at home again? Yeah, I think so. It is, um, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just before like we end for the off, uh, I wanted to say one positive. His son got 100 goals. And that's something we kind of brushed over. I don't know if you want to... I swear we mentioned it. Did we? We said oh. it. The top Asian goal scorer ever in the Premier League. Big up, Sonny. I didn't know. I, and I didn't know he had 100 goals for us. That's, that's pretty pretty amazing. Well, he's got more than 100. That's 100 Premier League goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he must be up there now. He must be catching games. He's got more than a lot of big names. So, yeah, big up, Sonny. And he'll crush a few more. His goal montage that the Spurs admin posted on the Spurs uh, social media was... I don't know. I think it kind of glossed over it a little bit because when Kane got his 200 goals and his 100 goals, it was this big, long fucking video and a massive love in different angles. Son's one was a quick mashup of the ball crossing the line. Not really. None, I don't think any of the balls actually hit the back of the net. It was, and with Mario Brothers music in the background, it seemed a bit disrespectful, to be honest. I don't know yeah, if you've seen it. Go He might have asked for that. He might have said, Son, look, it's your video. What music do you want? He went, Ah, oh, Super Mario. Um, don't show any goals. Just show Super Mario. No, come on, man. I don't know. Agendas. I don't know. Look, he's a, a lovely boy. He's a lovely boy. He's done his bit. He smashed it. He's, he's a fact, terrific he, lad. He's not been the greatest this season, but he's a terrific boy that comes from a good family. <laughs> family. Yeah, so terrific. On that note, um, I think it is in in the half half time period. Go on so- social media on Spurs's Facebook or Instagram, and watch that video. And the the point of it is the balls don't hit, you don't see the balls at the back of the net, and it just makes me really anxious. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's no ASMR going on, no man. Climax. It's yes. really, really making me anxious. The fact that they don't do it, I don't, they don't pay them a lot of respect, and the music's weird. It's like Mario or some shit. But anyway, that's first off. Catch you in a bit. Peace. <laughs> North London is ours. Hello and welcome back to Coys in the Hood, Season 1, Episode 31, Part 2. Um, yeah. So, Rav, you watched that video, innit? With Son. Yeah. yeah it's weird, I isn't it? I, what you mean? It's like every time he, he basically goes past the line and it cuts to the next goal. It's weird. It annoyed I me, mean, man. It was like well, like 
triggering. Like I don't like to use that kind of language, but it did it did it did it fill me with a bit of like dread. I feel like they did, and the Mario music was a bit strange as well. But you know, I'm sure that he he liked it. He was happy with it. Maybe they run it past him before they published it. I'm, I'm sure that goes on. I don't know. I think that they. I think because I I couldn't find that video when I went on the Tottenham website. It just said, "Oh, he's hundredth goal," and had a few different ones like that. But when you scroll down, it says Sonny's hundred goals, and I started watching that, and they were showing the goal from all. The first, like some of the goals from all angles with the commentary, there was no Mario music. I don't know whether it was a play on, um, I think some YouTuber or someone when he done that, um, goal against Burnley, someone done Mario music, didn't they? And that was Sonic video. Music. The Sonic, yeah, was it Sonic music where he's running? He's he was collecting the, the rings, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. So I don't know whether it was a play on that. Maybe it's an algorithm targeted video. The film's out, isn't it? Levy's probably got a film deal with the Mario music. Yeah, they're fil- they're f- yeah, they're doing Mario Kart at the stadium on the new go-karting track. There we go. <laughs> it's, all, it's all been... We're, we're sewing it all together. All the dots are being joined. Um, right, so... Those computers. We mentioned it before the, the interval. Who is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question to Rav now. Who is Scott Munn? A little bit about Scott Munn. Uh, well, I did a bit of research. Um, so his his career started. He was part of the Sydney Olympics uh, organising committee in two thousand, and then he joined the Australian National Rugby League, which I guess means he knows what sporting establishments are like. Um, he has experience in the biggest sort of things in Australia. Uh, and then he joined Melbourne, Melbourne City FC um, as a CEO, and it was newly founded in 2010. So they basically built a football club from scratch, uh, and he's he obviously led that. And they, they sort of they sort of I think there's a there's another club called uh, Victory Melbourne, which is like the main club in the area, and he he wanted to sort of create an experience for fans and get new fans in and uh, just build up a football club, football club from scratch, really. And then, like, the City, the City conglomerate football group thing, like the work that he was doing and how much they had risen in the last, like, 10 years and, and, and basically bought them to have players out in Australia. So they're affiliated with that, but that's basically on the back of the work that he did. Uh, with his team and like like bringing new new fans to a new club and kind of being part of the fans and really considering their point of view but uh, yeah then after that he went to china and sort of did a similar thing in the the other city group uh club in china i forgot what that was called but he basically seems to be a guy that knows how to build a football club essentially and the worry for me is he has no European football experience, but he has a like people at City clearly had a lot of high hopes for him and respected him quite a bit. And I think we've we've gone in there thinking that this guy's on the up. Maybe he can be the guy to sort of transfer transform the football club. 
but there's also like, is he just a shield for Levy? <laughs> That's kind uh, of well, well, let's stop advance too think. much. I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna bring that that kind of question to Bonesy. So, Rev's made some good kind of done some good research there. He's given us a bit of background on on Scott Munn and what he's done. Obviously, we can probably go into a bit more detail on another date as we as and when he's you know he's probably probably put into his his role and started doing some bits. It'll it'll come out in the wash as it, as as it usually does. I mean, is he there to take over from Paratici? I don't think he's going to get involved too much in the technical side of the footballing decisions. But Bonesy, why why do you reckon he's there? Well, <laughs> it seems like he's there because Levy's worried about the number of fucking empty seats that are going each week, and he wants them filled. He he, he he's been brought in. Rev said, uh, all, all the things well, he's going to be out. He's going to be out on top of my road. Tickets, buy, sell tickets. <laughs> buy, buy one, sell. get one free. But no, everything that Rev said, it was all corporate fucking speak, weren't it? Like, when we, there's there's nothing about, there was, and from what Levy's statement was, he's going to oversee all on and off footballing pit, all, on and off pitch footballing decisions. He's going to oversee that to put in a code of conduct. And and it's like, just get someone in there that knows about football. If, if Is he going to be responsible for fucking signing players? And like, it just sounds to me like he is there just to make more money for Levy and Enoch. Jay, what do you reckon? Marketing. Why, is it, why, is, why has Scott Munn been appointed? I, I don't know. What, my, two answers. I want two answers. One, one, I want your heart to answer, and one, I want your head, your head to answer. Why, have we, why is leaving side this guy up? <laughs> okay, that's cool. Because I, I was going down that road anyway. Um, so I, I read something. I think it was over the bank holiday weekend. I read something, and there was a big interview with him with Australian whoever the fuck, right? And it was talking about his career and what his next moves were. And Rev touched on a lot of that. So working prior to City Group, City Group taking over and then going to China. And his, so I think, <laughs> I don't know what, what part is head and heart, right? But I think he is a buffer for leaving. But what I think is long-term is that, let's say Paratici comes back for this, which I think you touched on last time, is that Levy fancies him or whatever they've got going on, that Levy wants him to come back. So I think Paratici handles the football, and I think Munn's going to handle the business. So then Levy's got two buffers in front of him. I think that's what Levy wants. So Munn will handle the... How do we, yeah, the corporate side of things and the go karting and all that kind of yeah, shit. The, yeah, the commercial stuff. He's going to do all that stuff and Paratici can do the football stuff. Levy's still going to be M. Bison hovering over all of it. He's the final sign-off. And if he doesn't say no then it, or yes, then it doesn't work. But he's got two buffers in front of him. And it, if it means he takes a step back and he stops getting heat, okay, cool. As long as the decision-making gets better. I welcome Mr. Munn, but we see. I mean, it, it's the timing of it as well with the stuff with Paratici. It's, it yeah. seems like he's he's hearing that in the stadium. Daniel Levy, get out of our club. He's hearing that, right? And that must hurt, you know, he's sitting there with his missus, like, and his kids, like, and he's trying to, you know, he's probably got his mates, like, he's hosting some guys from China, from yeah. AIA, and he's like, yeah. oh, welcome to my club. And they're going, Daniel Levy, you bull cunt. And no. they're just... They're just when he brings his grandkids in and they go, Daniel, I know you can hear me. I can hear you. 
That was the but, worst one. But imagine and also. But imagine you were in a pub, like but trying trying to put yourself in these shoes, Harry Fords. Imagine you're in a pub, like, and you're and you're with your mates, like, and you and all of a sudden your mates just turn on you and go, Bonesy, get out of the pub. Just fuck <laughs> off fuck off out of the pub, you cunt. You'd be like, What where's that come from? Like, do you know what I mean? I've fucking given you everything. Like I've been a, I've been a good friend. Um but he, it must hurt, innit, when he hears the fans saying that, innit? So I do think that the timing of it with Paratici, it's him distancing himself, thinking it's warming up a bit in the cauldron. Yeah. That place is becoming a bit of a furnace. I can't be in the firing line too hot. Paratici's fucked off. He didn't fancy it. <laughs> they all fucked up and left and they've, left, they've left him basically <laughs> exposed, Levy. Like now, because the fans, yeah. the fans are not happy, and this is the most biggest discontent I've seen at Spurs in a long time. A long time. Ever. I think ever. And, I, I mean, I think, um, I think I've read somewhere. I think it was Alistair Gold that said that. The board don't think they're doing anything wrong, so he just thinks people are turning on him because of the results. And I guess this this Scott Munn guy knows how to build a fan base from scratch, and he he might be better at PR, football PR, and all that sort of stuff as well. I'm just is that, to, is that a little yeah. bit of it as well? He's trying. He's got to tidy up the mess of Paratici and the impact it's had from a from a. a I mean, I don't know how that affects the commercial aspect of the brand, but. It must it the, the impact of it must be negative and something that Daniel Levy doesn't want, especially with the investment that, that we have going after naming rights, shit like that. You know, what I mean, say if he's going after a big naming rights deal and, it, and it's widely kind of put about the, the, on media that he's going for the biggest deal and that's why it hasn't happened yet because he's got an, an, an amount of money that he wants to get that naming on that stadium, and the stuff with Paratici isn't good for business, man. So that, it, yeah. that's the thing I mean, I mean about the timing, because no one's ever heard of this geezer, and all of a sudden he's he's Daniel Levy's number two. Do you know what I mean? It seems, it seems. I mean, in all weird. fairness, did you hear of Paratici before he came over? Loads, bear every day. He's, he's your best mate. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm um, Paratici, mate. We go away, mate. Um, I think I think the Scott Man is. You're you're hundred percent right, right? He's this Levy just. Um, what do you call it? He's trying to put out some fires, but it might be a good move because the Scott Mun. What the thing I read was that when he was, we don't need someone to build a fan base. We're good, yeah, <laughs> we're good with that, bro. Thank you very much. But I think what it is is that he uh, he goes to the 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 um, what do you call them the trust meetings. He did it in Melbourne and he did it in China. I think Paratici's probably like. Because Conte called him out, didn't he? Conte said, like, why am I always here being held accountable? Where's Paratici? Where's Levy? Where's everyone? And Paratici's probably like, yeah, no, I'm, I'll do, like, one or two interviews a year, but no, I'm good. I'm this Scott Munn's probably like, yeah, yeah, I'll get amongst it. But he's not ready for... <laughs> man's on top on the high road to start telling Wagwan. But that, yeah. that's part of it. He's a bit green. He's a bit keen. Yeah, throw him in. But I, I don't see how... If Levy is... If Levy's sole purpose of bringing him in is as a buffer, then I think we, I think the fans have gone, fans are past that now. Do you know what I mean? They, they know where the buck stops, and I think the reason why now the fan, why it is turning, why it is heating up down there, is because you look at what's the what's the point of football, right? And you look at all the look at look at all the teams, like you got. What's the like, point of football? Did you just yeah. say that? Well, yeah. 
right? You build. Let him finish his point. <laughs> you build. You want to win, yeah. And we were in the doldrums for a long, long fucking time. But every little, every manager or every few years, we built on it and we built on it. And it was like, we're, it, we might be taking two steps forward, one step back, but we look like we're going somewhere. And every year we progressed and got closer and closer. And you look at other teams, when Liverpool, they were, they were in the doldrums and then they started to turn things around and every year they progressed, progressed. And then they progressed to win the fucking league, the Champions League. So what we've had, we've had progression and then it's like, oh, fucking hell, you've had your fun there. I don't want to progress anymore. It's costing me too much money. But every club that you get there, they progress in order to win something. When you win something, that's when you go, well, hold on, I'm spending too much money. You can, you can have what you want. Like you can, you can stick with what you've got. I mean, you look at Wenger, right? He got to a point where he was winning trophies all the time for Arsenal. Then they had their stadium and the ball were like, well, we're still playing good football. He's won us all this. We can't really give you any money. But he still had all that history and all them trophies in the fucking cabinet. And other managers, they get there and they progress to win things. And then it's like, oh, well, I can't really give you, I can't give you any more money for that. We're going to have to see how we go. But we've, We've stopped before we've got there. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think that's why. I, th- I think you're right. I think the, I think that that is it. And I think I think the, the obviously Arsenal doing what they're doing this season is highlighting the lack of investment for a couple of transfer winners where we didn't sign anybody. I mean, it was three actually patience. in total on it. And then there's uh, not been patience in managers. There's not been the, the backing of of said managers, and. It's it's not just it's not just Arsenal Arsenal's causing a lot of triggering a lot of Spurs supporters, but what is more alarming to me than Arsenal because Arsenal you know they're, they're, loads of teams have fallen off. I'm not saying that they're, they're doing a Leicester this season, but loads of teams have fallen off. Only City are, are challenging them this year. Do you know what I mean? So, but the thing that really alarms me is that um, teams like Brentford, Brighton, Villa. New, Newcastle, yeah, all right, they've got loads of money, but their squad, their team is still bang average, in my opinion. That shouldn't yeah, be a yeah. team that we should be worrying about. That you know, yeah. Callum Wilson, come on, man, is he a, is he a, a top striker? The midfield, uh, who's that big, there, tall, who's that big tall kind of plays at left back, man? Who's that? Who is he? Damn Bun. Bun. Come on, Bun. man. Okay. Why are we even talking about that geezer? Um, Man, that geezer. Do you know what I mean? But they're they're they they've got an all right team. An all right team. Uh, Gamirish is a good player. Yeah, I'd probably have him, and there's maybe one or two others that I'd probably take as squad players. But we shouldn't be we shouldn't be in a race with Newcastle. They're in a good mm-hmm. moment. They're on a crest of a wave because they've got all that money and the, and the whole the whole town is rocking. But that 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 for me is where the problem is. That all them teams there, Villa man, they were like third third fourth bottom when Matey Boy took them over. How are these teams in and around us? Not not far behind us. That is the problem. Them teams closing the gap on us. Building building a bit of momentum, which they'll take. Maybe they will take it into next season. Maybe they won't. But that that's 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 and you've got to look at teams that have fallen off as well. Like Leicester, they've got they've got a decent squad. They've got players that I'd have. And they want, they want like, down. Yeah, exactly. That. And they've got players that we're we're fucking crying over. You know, you take T Lemons now, you definitely take Madison. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like it ain't the margins are not that fucking small. You get into a bad moment, a bad headspace, the players are down and out. That that's the concerning thing for me. Like, 
the investment needs to come now. Um, and I guess this probably this probably segs into the the next bit, the managerial stuff. Obviously, we didn't do a pod last week because we didn't feel we we covered it in the, the one we did the week before. We weren't going to do a pod during the international break. We did do it because the whole the fucking crisis moment of losing managers and Paratici getting fucked off and all that. So we didn't do one last week. There's there's a few managers that have been linked to us. There's a few that uh, obviously during the Brighton game, everyone was the whole stadium was singing Poch's name. We've spoke about Poch. I don't think we need to talk too much more about him. But the other managers that have been been linked with Nagelsmann's obviously been linked with Chelsea as well. But there's the noise coming out is that they're quite partial to Luis Enrique. That, that's come out. They were impressed by him when they had the meeting with him last week. They might even give it to Lampard, isn't it? If he if he does all right, they might even give it. I, I can't see it, but they I can't might. See that. Yeah. Uh, it, Go on. If he wins all ten games, then they've got or however many games left, then they'll think about it. But I don't think so. I think everyone's on this interim flex of just see how we get to the summer and see how we go. I think um so and this comes on the back of the last pod, because I don't think on the last pod when you were talking, uh Potter had been sacked. That's sullied the waters for us. So, I think you had. I think you had. Oh, is it? Had he? Rev? I'm not, I don't think so. Cause I, I, think he was, I think we'd done the pod the day before he got sacked. There was talk of yeah. him getting sacked. I don't think we, he, I don't think he'd actually. Yeah. Cause we yeah. were, yeah. cause we were, cause we were fully linked with Nagelsmann on the last pod. And now it's like Nagelsmann and Enrique, they were all coming to us, but now it's cause Enrique had said, oh yeah, I'm up for the Premier League, but it has to be a project that's worth my time or some shit like that. Um, and, you know, you lot made the joke that he was basically saying, no, thank you to Tottenham Hotspurs. It was the Rivaldo letter. But <laughs> they're, they're now it muddies all the waters, right? Because Chelsea are fucked and they're not going to make Europe. But if we make Champions League, it's that hazard thing again, right? If we finish fourth and Chelsea finish ninth, are we a better proposition to said unemployed manager? Just, just on that note. Just on that note, something's just popped in my head. That is why we've got this fucking money to get a new manager. Because no one wants to touch us with a barge pole because of Levy. So they've hired this guy who's got yeah. good credentials. Yeah. He's done yeah. the Sydney Olympics. He's done Melbourne. Oh, he's, take, oh, yeah, he's yeah. done wonders with us. City oh, group. Fuck. He keeps talking about City group, yeah. It's, it, yeah. Levy has yeah. hired him to so put a positive spin on getting a new yeah. manager. That exactly. is, that's sold. That's and, that, the, and that's what we were that's... saying, right? That's what, so Le- Levy's hearing this vitriol and hiring this man and understanding that, yeah, at the minute, no one wants to touch us with a barge pole. And why would they? Because we are a graveyard of managers. We've all said uh, it was beautiful under Poch. If we don't win it now, we're never going to win it. Then we've got Mourinho. <laughs> Fucking hell, if we don't win it now, we're never going to win it. Oh, no, it's all over. Conte, oh, actually, if we don't win it now, we're never going to win it. And now... Yeah. On, on, on Saturday, we were we were talking about it, Jay uh, about the managerial stuff, and you said you haven't got an opinion on the the, the managerial position because you don't know. But I, everyone, you must have me... you must have a fancier. You must fancy someone. No, I honestly don't. Everyone's giving me De Boer vibes. Nagelsmann gives me De Boer vibes. Arna Slot is giving me De Boer vibes. Harry Potter and Brendan Rodgers make me want to kill myself. Uh, who else is there? Poch is not the answer because Poch, I think you said it on the pod, the however when it was last time. 
if Poch was going to come in, he'd be in now. He Poch isn't waiting for the summertime. Poch isn't waiting or we're not waiting. So there's no need to, we can get Poch in now. So for me, Poch isn't a runner. I don't want, not that I don't want Poch, but I don't think that's the way to go right now. So you I don't know. Up, of all the names available, I'd right. take Redknapp and Yole. I don't know. Red Leopard, Yole, Double X. But, no, I'd take Sam Allardyce right now. I'm not even joking. I don't know I think, where the fuck we are and what the fuck we do. But I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I've, I feel the same way, Jay, with regards to managers, because the fundamental problem with our club is the investment in the Levy. Yeah. So yeah. we've, we've had the best. We've had the best yeah. and we've done fuck all with it. So any other manager now, it's like, he's going to he's going to get sacked in six months a year's time because and they had they, they had a lot better squads than, than anyone's going to get now I mean <laughs> that, 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 that squad now is not not great Harry Kane yeah he's still doing bits Son's still capable but beyond that man that's oof. I mean how the, how the fuck are we it's still up great. there we're punching well above our weight at the moment I think it's Liverpool and Chelsea have dropped off otherwise we wouldn't be anywhere near that yeah. And, the thing, and they're all going to come back next year. So then what does that mean? Do we're going to finish 10th, 11th? If these Brentfords and Villas and Leicester, Newcastles and all these people still going. come back strong. Why can't we have Asma yeah. Pops? <laughs> Chelsea are going to come back. Chelsea are going to come back. There was an interview today Hungry. with uh, Ancelotti. And they Chelsea were always ask, come back. They were saying to Ancelotti, would you be interested in taking the manager's job? He's like, well, no, no, Frank Lampard's there and I wish him well and blah, blah, blah. But it's very sad to see what's happening at Chelsea right now. They're going to be back, man, soon. Yeah. You can't, with a squad Tomorrow. like that, they're not going to be out of the game for too long. A decent manager will come and yeah. fix that. Potter was the wrong man. He was too much of a he was too much of a project manager. He wants to build it his, in, in, his, in, in his image. And there's too many established players there for him to model. Yeah, correct. Potter, and actually, in hindsight, Potter would have been maybe okay for us. I'd never backed it, but maybe if, if Levy is going to continue to be Levy and you want to do a project and have a, a five-year model and all that kind of bullshit, then maybe Potter is the one, but not now because now he's tainted. So I don't want it. I never did want it, but I don't want it even more now. But maybe that's what we need to do. So I don't know if it's Arna Slotter, whoever the fuck, or what are all these dog shit names that are being touted around? I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't back Potch. I was like, no, no, no. I wanted Van Gaal. So what do I know? Rev, who do you want to see? Well, uh, well, I was going to say, first of all, that uh, Scott Munn starts his job on the 1st of July because he's on gardening leave from his previous job. So we might not find out until then. And another name that I keep seeing that loads of people are hot for is the Celtic manager, that that Ange... Ange... Everyone's hot for him. They think he's like the next big thing. And... I don't want to see it. I don't know anything about him, but a lot Australian. Of people, yeah, but I think they, they might have worked together or something. That's definitely happening. He's got a bit of a Martin Yol vibe to me, though. Like, he's a big, humble lad. But be, I, I, you look at everyone that manages in Scotland They with Rangers yeah. or Selwick, they win the fucking league and that, and they come in the Premier League and they last Rogers. the season, then they're sacked. Rogers Gerard. is like, yeah. 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 Gerard was the second coming. He went to Villa and got showed up, man. All right, so, so out of, the, out of the names that have been linked to the club and the managers that are on the, currently on the merry-go-round, there's there's a few. Who do you think, from, Levy, from Levy's perspective, who do you think Levy's number one target is? Nagelsmann, because he's a name that he, he probably thinks 
like he, his ego likes a big name. He likes a Conte. He likes a Mourinho. And Nagelsmann's up there in sort of stature, but he's also a young and upcoming AVB type manager as well. And I think that's I think that's who Levy has his heart set on. To be honest, you reckon? I reckon Levy's thinking no. Brendan Rodgers vibes, man. Levy is oh, all over yeah, Rodgers. Oh no! Yeah, I completely. I tried to blank that out of my mind because he is. I, I agree with that the, actually. The logical choice would be Nagelsmann, but it's not going to be. It's Rodgers because oh. he wanted him before. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Relievi definitely gets a sense of the, the feeling with the fans at the moment. If he don't, he must have earplugs in at the football matches, right? But they must follow the social media stuff as well and see what people are commenting and see what people are saying on Twitter and all that shit as well. So he must know that he, the, the, the club's value is based on how many tickets they're selling, how many season tickets they got, how many people got in the waiting list. All that shit's all the all the all the sponsorship and the endorsements and all that shit's great and all the TV money's great but if your team's shit and no one wants to watch you then you ain't getting no TV TV coverage you ain't, you ain't gonna get the big money from the from the, the, the companies that are, that are broadcasting it over the all over the world so yeah he needs to go into these companies and say right this is how many members we got this is how many tickets we sell every week this is how many um, season tickets yeah. uh, Waiting list. That's how long it is. It's one hundred and fifty thousand waiting list. So that that's the that's the bulk. That's how you put value on 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 the on the yeah. on the on the actual yeah. t- watching of the of the football. He knows that if he don't get a decent manager in there, right, people are not going to really be renewing their season tickets. So the, the, so the fact that he's waiting till the end of the season surprises me massively, because that's it's now, isn't it? It's now is the time you renew your season ticket. Isn't it? It's like towards the end of the season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you, that's what I was going to say. Are you lot not getting all them hypes? I'm getting emails and Insta spams and social spams every day. Waiting season ticket, waiting list. Go for it. It's all your time. But go you're close, man. Yeah. I'm like 90, 96,000 in the, in, the, in, the, in the waiting list or some bullshit like that. But you, but it's, uh, yeah. for me, the propaganda's being pushed hard. I think, that, I I think, think he's, he's expecting a lot of people to chuck him in this year. I think that's another reason why he's got Scott money in, isn't it? Because he's going to be uh, trying to... Like he's gonna be on the streets touting, isn't it? Lift your section. Why have we lost all this money? Oh, I don't know. Sorry, sir. Get your fucking tickets, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? Ravi's just highlighted a really bad point. We're gonna get Postacoglu. How do we get there? Because he's Australian and Scott Mann is Australian, and we're just gonna. And Celtic have started buying a lot of the uh, players from Asia that are doing okay. So, I don't know if you watch Celtic or any, but they've got a lot of Japanese players. They've got a lot of players from Asia, a couple of Australian players. We might sign, be going down a very sign dark Moy as well. Moi is at fucking Celtic. <laughs> Moi. Moi. Is it Moi? Aaron Moi. Yeah. Moi yeah. or Moi, I don't know what it is. Huddersfield's oh, finest. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I think, I do think part of Levy doesn't want Poch back, but hearing everyone sing it means he might he might react and go, fuck. Oh, uh, did you not see what Jesus Perez was, had on his little Insta the yeah, other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. He had like so little Spurs. He's looking at all the stats of all the football, but then on one of his tabs, it was said, why would anyone be the manager of Spurs for a Daily Mail article? That was the main point. That that was one of the tabs open on his thing. I read the article, to be fair. Teasing. I read that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's good. Poch is- with regards to a manager and the feeling with Levy, unless he pull, unless the manager he picks 
actually pulls a fucking rabbit out of the hat in these first sort of 10 games, it's going to get progressively worse and worse and worse until Levy acts. I don't think there's anything that can save Levy without him spending his money. I think the fans are well and truly past all Levy's tricks and bullshit and it, it's tricky, kicking right. the can. You're right. There is there isn't done. a manager. There isn't a manager in the world, Pep Klopp, who's making fucking Hoybier into fucking <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne yeah. and turning Oliver Skip into Musa Dembele. Do you know what I mean? And no one's turning Bentalab. What's his name? Bentacore into Makalele. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There isn't a manager around that can t- turn them players into more than what they are. Hoybier is what he is. He's a, he's a he's a cement mixer. Skip is a younger a cement, cement mixer. mixer. Yeah, he's a, he's an apprentice <laughs> cement mixer. Um, Bentacor is I don't know. He's one of the ones that hang around outside Wix's that you know the labourers like you get in. Who wants to be a cement mixer? When, you, when someone calls him sick and you need a labourer and you drive up to Wix's at, at Tottenham at Seven Sisters and. Uh, you, do you want to fancy a day's money? Get in. Um, and the young, lad, the young lad, the young lad, what's his name? Oh, dear. I can't remember his name now. Sar. Uh, yeah, Sar. Papa Sar. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what he is. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why that's funny. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I just. I, I didn't want to call him a cement mixer. That's all. That's all I meant by that. I just. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think. I think Sars a little like bit it. more about him than that. I think Sars more of a. You know, he probably. He probably goes up the ladder he's with a muck. Got a bit of about him as well. Hod, hod carrier, maybe. Like he's got a bit more about him. He's not just. He's not just mixing the muck. He's carrying the muck up to the guy that's laying the bricks. Apprentice, isn't it? The apprentice. Yeah. He's launching the bricks. Yeah. Some guys have launched the bricks up to the top. Like, <laughs> they catch him. He's one of them guys. He's got a little bit more about him, but he's he's still not experienced enough just, to be the to be the catcher of bricks. Yeah, he can foot the ladder. That's yeah. my analogy of of footballers and building over. Um, I Bournemouth. And I was shouting Bournemouth and didn't follow it up. But Bournemouth, like we're playing them on Saturday. Bonesy, are we going to beat them or are we going to? It's going to be more of the same against Brighton. We're going to surrender the ball and play on the counter attack. Think so. Home or away? Home. I think it's going to be same story. Um, What two disallowed goals and a penalty that should have been given? (laughs) (laughs) Whether we win or lose, fans ain't going to be happy. Um, Yeah. yeah, I, 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 like I said, it's gonna. I think it's gonna get a hell of a lot worse down there than before it gets better. And that's the end of the pod, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what are you saying about 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 Bournemouth? We win. I think. Yeah, I think we'll be alright. I think Mason's in charge, isn't it? Uh, so Mason might start Danjuma. Does anyone remember how Mason set us up? Uh, at the back end of Jose's reign, when he took over for them few games, well, I think like, we, it was it was like a Stellini. We'd done a couple of games alright, and then a couple of games shit. Did you sometimes see that? Maybe good, think, sometimes maybe shit. Did you see the interview with Stellini after the game when they were they were asking him? They said, "Ah, oh, like what happened between you and Deservey after uh, before the game? Like, was there a bit of needle?" And he kind of he turned around and he went, "My name is Christian Stellini, and I am Tottenham Hotspur manager." And he uh, and and then he went on a little rant about you know he doesn't get involved in that shit, but I just thought that was quite interesting. Like he kind of 
made a point of saying, my name is Christian Cena and I am Tottenham Hotspur manager. And it's like, mm, do you not? No, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're there. You're there because what? Yeah, he's, he's interim. Someone should have said interim. But, but that, yeah, that was a, that was a bit of shop window. Tech, that was some shop window tactics there, isn't it? It must be a bit proud, think, isn't it? He's proud. I think Deserby might have said to him, "Why didn't you bounce with your mate? Why did you stick around like a snake?" They're all proud. They're happened. all proud. They're proud. They're going to make us proud. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's just a weird situation for him, isn't it? He's He's always been a number two, apart from when he match fixed, and now he's like somehow in a Premier League job, like and probably sees himself a bit as the main man. Yeah, yeah. like he, he probably thinks he's got a shot of keeping the job full time, which definitely isn't going to happen. But he's got back himself that way. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, just I don't know. I don't know why Mason just didn't get it. I, I really don't understand why. If he's just going to be the you new day, play, use it. Yeah, you lot said it on the last pod because Levy's still got to pay all their wages, so he's got to pay oh, yeah. all of them <laughs> compensation to second, or he can just continue to pay them to the end of the season. That's exactly what it is. Run. Yeah. <laughs> right, let, 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 let's quickly round up. Let's go for score predictions against Bournemouth, Bonesy. What are you saying? Um, two-one win. Rav, I reckon three-nil to us. Jay, four-nil. You say 4-0 every week, innit? I hope for it every week. Well, I'm asking what you hope for, man. Well, that's, that's my prediction. You're hoping... That's my indecent we... proposal. But when someone says, oh, what, what do you think's going to happen? You say, well, I hope this happens, but I think this is going to happen. So you yeah, hope it's going to be 4-0. Well, I do want to know what you think. No, that's what I'm after. No, I'm not on this pod for what I think. You want to know about what I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have anything to say on that one. To be fair, I, don't, I, don't, I can't even unpack that. I can't even unpack right. that quote. Um, we don't have the time or the patience for it. Though. I don't. To be fair, and we don't have the time left. We've only got a few minutes. Um, so yeah, I guess we wrap it up. Um, thanks, boys, for coming on and talking dribble about Spurs. It's not as been as negative as the last few because yeah, we had a win to talk about, which is it's not been. It's been about a month since we've won a football match, isn't it? A month, six weeks. Some, how long ago was Chelsea? It was a good what, a month ago, wasn't it? Well, I'm about 10 years, man. It feels like it a long like time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah. Cheers for listening, peeps. Uh, yeah, Rav, didn't someone give us some kudos? Like someone someone gave us a bit of a shout on Twitter the other day. Saying we're yes. sensible, yeah. sensible and funny. Is that what they said? Yeah, we know what we're talking about, I think. Yeah, Is it? yeah that's what they said. I'll get the quote up if you want. Terence said that was the episode that Bonesy wasn't on. <laughs> he did, he did, he did, he did fill in adequately for you last week, Bonesy. He filled that gaping hole adequately. Yeah, I should really make them kind of in you and those seen as your brothers. It's not, it's not cool, is it? I, I, I immediately regret that. Regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an image of you on all fours, literally <laughs> being oh. done doggy style. You're gonna get us kicked off, mate. You're gonna get us kicked off. Sorry, Terence. When you get to this point, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's illegal. Not anymore. It ain't. Not, it's been. It's, it was legalized. The it will of, be now. In this fucking. In this fucking day and age, with all these, like, what's going on in the world, it will be fucking legal soon. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, Luke. Uh, Ravi. Yeah. I just said he listens to quite a few Spurs podcasts, and 
if you want to listen to real funny, sensible, tell it how it is ones, give one, give these pods a go and we're on the list. So there so, you have it. Good. There you have it. Funny, intelligent, sensible, real motherfuckers Hello, talking real shit yeah. about Spurs and having a laugh while getting the job done. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess, yeah, go, go on social media, say some nice things and um, yeah. That's that's it. Big him up in it, fellow 82 at Spurs H2S. Yeah, man. Whoever you are, keep thanks for listening and um Thank you. Throw some lovers, throw some questions. Come on the pod, innit? Why not come on and and have a have a chat with us, innit? Like we're we're friendly bunch, you know. Don't really we need to get the don't really bump each other. Oh dear. Hard. We we need to get some questions in, man. We we've got to start doing that. Like, I don't know how we started it. AI, man. There's all this AI shit now, man. Get the AI peeps to start asking some questions. Cat GPT. Oh, man, shut us down, man. Skynet is self-aware, man. Skynet will shut us down and take over. Get Miles Bennett Dyson to ask some questions. You <laughs> got no questions, man. I don't know how, how long I can, I can hold this. Longer. Yeah, this is we're veering very, very off topic now. T two quite shit. Awesome. Right, thanks yeah. everyone. Enjoy the rest of your <laughs> evenings. This has been episode thirty one of season one of Quasar the Hood. Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Fucking a.